Hey there, my name is Lexi, and thank you so much for joining me today. I wanted to switch up my format a bit for my YouTube channel because I've gotten a little bored with just singing and presenting my music, honestly. The purpose of this channel was to share my music and my journey, of course, but also to educate artists on how to record in the studio, which I felt was a good purpose because I'm an audio engineer, and I want the connection between the audio engineer and the artist to be better, so better artists and better music can be turned out. I actually got this idea in this format from a YouTuber that I watch. Her name is Queen Chama, and she regularly releases videos, podcasts, and commentary on a bunch of different topics. I really enjoy her format and want to try it for myself to see what it's like. So for my first topic in the new format, I want to get into the history of song covers. I was inspired to do some research on this because I was watching the film Get On Up, which is about the late James Brown, played by the late Chadwick Boseman. And I just need to say how amazing Chadwick Boseman is and was as an actor. To see him play King T'Challa in Black Panther and compare that to his performance in Get On Up, I am just really blown away by how talented he is and how he really embodied all the characters he played. In the movie, James Brown and his group go to Bobby J's place, which is a hole-in-the-wall club where Little Richard happens to be playing. Little Richard finishes his famous song, Tutti Frutti, and heads off stage to take a 10-minute break. James decides this is the moment he and his group need to jump on stage to play their rendition of a song called Caldonia. James says something that triggered me to look more into some of my favorite songs, and what he said was, we just playing Caldonia. For some reason, that simple line triggered me to make this video. I recently reimagined the song I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James, and my song is called Too Many Times. I had the idea to reimagine a lot of the older songs I loved listening to growing up, but then the thought entered my mind that I'm not the first and only one to ever think about redoing a song. I might just be the first person in a long time to think to redo the type of music I'm deciding to redo. But as an artist, I feel like I've kind of gotten stuck as far as feeling like I'm not progressing and making a name for myself. As artists, we want to be known for our original music, right? But what this movie made me realize again, because I have thought about this before, what this movie made me realize again is that a lot of our favorite artists, the legendary ones that keep getting sampled anyway, they didn't necessarily come up on original music. Even when I was researching songs to sing for Black History Month, where I was singing one song a day by well-known Black female artists, I realized that the songs I was singing had been done before and were actually just famous renditions. And we see this has happened a lot in the music industry. What immediately comes to mind is the song, I Will Always Love You, which we all know from Whitney Houston, who released it in 1992. But that song was first written and performed by Dolly Parton in 1973. Who's Loving You was originally written and performed by Smokey Robinson and his band The Miracles in 1960. Uh. Most people know it because of Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5, who performed, recorded, and made it popular in 1969. 
Caledonia, the song from the James Brown movie Get On Up, was originally written and performed by Louis Jordan in 1945. James Brown recorded and released his rendition of the song in 1959. And one of my favorite songs, At Last, by Etta James, was originally written and performed by Mark Gordon and Harry Warren in 1941. 20 years later, in 1961, Etta James recorded and performed the song, and it's one of the most iconic songs we know her for. My love has come along. I'm sure there are so many other examples, too many for me to put in this video, but I think you get the point. Artists singing songs that were written by someone else is not some new or unheard of thing. But what makes this history so dope to me is how much weight it takes off my shoulders as an artist. It's hard building a name, it's hard finding something that a general audience will gravitate to you for, and it takes years and a lot of money to develop your skills, your look, and your audience. What researching this topic has done for me has made me realize why so many artists continue to sample music from back in the day. They don't capture the feeling from back in the day if you ask me, but that's a whole different conversation. The reason why certain songs do well these days is because these artists are just sampling music that was a hit in the past. And if it was a hit before, it can be a hit again, but reintroduced to a new generation of listeners. Songs with samples will get nostalgic recognition from older listeners who probably grew up listening to the original, and it will be appealing to younger listeners who don't know the origin or don't even go back to learn the inspiration for the song. Sampling is a different conversation that I may dive into for another video, but getting back to the history of song covers, we can use the same reasoning for covers as that of sampling. The reason why covering a song is such a popular tactic is because you're appealing to the nostalgia of an older audience, but giving it a new updated sound to appeal to the current times. Just look at artists Chloe and Halle Bailey. They were doing acoustic and piano covers for years, and it got them the attention of Beyonce, who signed them for $1 million under her management. Other famous cover songs include Respect by Aretha Franklin, originally by Otis Redding, Proud Mary by Ike and Tina Turner, originally by Creedence Clearwater Revival. I mentioned I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston, originally by Dolly Parton. Killing Me Softly, and this one was actually a surprise. Killing Me Softly by the Fugees was originally by Roberta Flack. Stand By Me by Otis Redding, which was originally by Ben E. King. And these are just the songs that most black people know of. I didn't read off any of the white artists that have done covers because <laughs> I'm black. So yeah, <laughs> we're working off my black experience here. But essentially what this means for new artists, at least what it tells me is that yes, you do have to have the talent of singing or performing the song in a believable way, but you don't necessarily have to come up with the song. We as artists can actually take a lot of pressure off of ourselves by choosing to take a song that's already known and just do it over in a way that's undeniable. And that sounds really simple, but you have to make a choice. Do you spend time experimenting with music that came before you, figuring out how to make it your own and get recognition from it? Do you spend time developing your own sound and getting better at writing and recording 
recording original hits? Or do you take on a combination of both? Of course, doing the covers can get your foot in the door if you're good enough and stand out from the millions of other aspiring artists who do the same. Just look at shows like American Idol, America's Got Talent, or The Voice. People remember the great voices of the past. So when someone new and young comes along and performs that same song and does it in a way that blows people away, we get excited and start calling them the next so-and-so. Entire fan bases are built from imitating the greats. The fear comes in only being recognized for doing great with other people's songs and never being known for your original work or pulling off great hits but never being able to write a hit of your own. So I guess we have to question ourselves and be more concise with what we want to be known for. Are you okay with just being known as one of the greatest voices of our time or do you want to be known as the greatest artist of our time? Or does it even matter as long as you can be recognized for something? I know for me, I want it all. And for a long time, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do more and be more and explore more. It just gets really exhausting though. Until one day I realized that I'm happy to be recognized for any one of my talents. And trust me, I got a lot of talents. Okay. The point, though, of pondering the history of cover songs is to serve a reminder for myself as well as other artists who may be struggling with how to go about their journey. Truly, there is no right answer and there is no wrong answer. The right way to go about this music thing is truly to do what you feel. I tell myself and my friends that any idea you have is a good idea because it came from you. But it's up to you to explore that idea without worrying about a planned out course or how it will look to others. If we could question the legends who are no longer with us, what did they imagine would happen for them? Did all they know is that they wanted to sing? Did they simply want to be the best no matter how or where the title came from? We may never get specific answers, but we can look at their paths and know one thing for certain. Paths can be similar, but no two paths to success are the same. I hope you've enjoyed watching and listening to this brief history of song covers and enjoyed hearing my commentary about it. Let me know what you think about anything I've said in this video. Do you think it's better for new artists to do songs that have already been done? Do you think artists should focus on their own unique sound or... Does it even matter at the end of the day? Let me know your thoughts in the comment section down below. I would love to hear them. And be sure to like this video by giving me a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube. Give me a great rating if you're listening on a podcast platform. Subscribe so you'll know anytime I release a new piece of content. And if you'd like to go the extra mile and show some extra support for my content, please consider becoming a patron. For as little as $5 per month, you'll get uncut episodes, which means two times as much content as the general public and you'll get exclusive pieces of content that the general public either never sees or will not see for months. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in being part of, you can become a patron of mine by going to www.patreon.com slash LexiATL. Thank you so much for watching and listening. Until next time, my name is Lexi. Peace.